thrilling episode of Two Girls, One Podcast. What if your bedroom dresser had slightly different knobs, hmm? Also, can we ever truly know what a flardful is or a knutstorp, for that matter? All this and more coming up. And now, here are the podcast hosts who should never be left alone with a large flatbed shopping cart. Alison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. everyone and welcome to two girls one podcast <laughs> i'm Lindsay. i'm Allie. all right <laughs> well matt maybe this is why you never get introduced you didn't just jump in there matt there was a pause for you you need to uh, learn to speak up for yourself matthew wow wow yeah. uh, you know mm-hmm. i just feel like if i do speak up then i'm chastised and if i don't speak up then i'm too weak i just it's is, uh, there's it's a double bind there. There's a bit it's of a hard. double bind. It's saying, hard to it's navigate. Hard. It's yeah. hard being a, a white man, is what yeah. I'm saying. It's really yeah, hard. We know. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't understand the burden. And I well, never will. Speaking of men, <laughs> Lindsay did a drag show. Oh, Truly, okay. I did. And I'm it in was Santa my very, Fe, very or I would have been there. Yeah. It was my very, very first drag show. I was. Uh, it was an 80s night at the Them Fatal Drag King show, and I was Prince. I did, my my drag name is Lil Prince with a Z, and I did Kiss by Prince, and it went- Prince is an interesting uh, choice. It's because I don't feel extremely- you know, masculine, and I feel like Prince is very exactly. sexual and manly without being very masculine. So mm-hmm. I yeah. did my best. Yeah, yeah. How did you get involved with this? Actually, my friend Petey started it oh. uh, years ago, and he was like, hey, do you want to be in it? And I was like, I've been thinking about doing drag as a Prince-like character for a while so this was my time to just jump right in yeah yeah well that's cool and how did it how did it go do you feel empowered do you feel like you could ask for a raise now do you feel like you could get a hundred cents to the dollar after this experience (laughs) you know it was very fun you know it felt a lot like most performing where you're you're not sure, and then you go on stage, and then it goes well, and then people are like, hey, that was great. And then you're like, I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, and then you're like, well, okay, now we're good. When's the next one? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Exactly. Well, speaking of men again, we have can't some wait. very exciting news. Very oh. exciting. Ooh. Is there a call, Matt, or you're just queuing me up for this email? Yes, the email. Well, that was a hundred oh, okay, tease. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Lindsay, you have received an oh. application for husbandry. <laughs> oh my goodness! Husbandry. Oh my goodness! Husband, I think that's when you breed animals. But whatever, still. whatever. Okay. <laughs> you have an application for husbandry. The subject line is very serious boyfriend application <gasps> for Lindsay. 
Oh my God. Yes. yes. Please proceed. This email is from a man named Yasser. And he says, <gasps> Hi, guys. I love the show. I was introduced to it via the Blazeball episode and then went through the back catalog catching up around last month. A plus. Sidebar. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the boyfriend segment in 179 was great content, so I thought I'd keep it going. So here is my very serious boyfriend application for everyone's favorite new member of the cast. <gasps> I'm a 27-year-old Scottish guy working in data science in London. Okay. <gasps> Lindsay, I know 27 is younger. This is my alley sidebar. Okay. But like, I don't know, Scottish, data science, London, I'm feeling this. Okay. Into Back it. to the email. Pros. Scottish accent. Parentheses. <gasps> Glaswegian? Glaswegian? I'm assuming oh. that's Glasgow. Right? Glasgow. No? Yes. Right. Yes, yes, I think so. To be accurate, none of that shite East Coast cacophony. I like Uh-oh. him already. Talking <laughs> shit about Edinburgh. I love it. Love it. He wrote, then, we're still in the prose column. Next bullet. Not white, parentheses, self-explanatory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm into him. I'm into pro. him. Okay. Next this bullet. Great. Cool and fashionable hobbies like reading and chess. Oh, yeah. Oh, nerd. Nerd. Into it. Swipe, swipe left. Everybody oh, loves Matt, a nerd. Everybody just, loves just kidding, a nerd, kidding, Matt. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next bullet. Frequently baking cookies, brownies, and the like. Yes. Into uh, it. Okay. Cons. Cons. He did provide uh-oh. us with some cons, but here's the thing. I appreciate wow, him being straightforward. Yes. Yeah, cons. fair and balanced. Okay. I'm writing this while working for the job that pays me money, which might say something about my priorities. Why is that a con? (laughs) I don't know why that's a con. You're still getting paid. Hey, babe, that's great. Okay, next con. You might have to come to London because a single brown guy will definitely get stopped at U.S. immigration. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 sir. He's like, come pick me up. (laughs) Yeah, next con. After years of coding and texting, I'm incapable of writing in actual paragraphs, so I just described myself using a pros and cons list. Once <laughs> oh again, self-reflective. Into it, into it. I attached some photos as well. Might as well <gasps> do it properly. Keep up the great Aww. podcast, Yasser. Honestly, I'm into it. Let's go to London. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm very into that as well. Wait, did I? Is it in my email? I, no, it's not because I wanted to save it for the podcast. I want you to know that in the last photo, he's wearing a kilt and I love it. Oh, cannot wait. So yep. fun fact, I dated a Scottish guy one time. Mm-hmm. He was an MMA fighter and Whoa. he, yeah, and he was white and he was very sweet up until I wanted to not date him anymore. Then he was too emotional and, and upset with me. And he fought you in a cage? No, he did not fight me in a cage. He oh, never okay, fought okay. me. <laughs> okay, he right. didn't. He wasn't, you know, crazy. Forward that over. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying it's L.A. to Kentucky. Stop over. <laughs> visit with Nick. Then Kentucky to you probably lay over in New York and then head over to the U.K. And London, that's your trip. Yeah. OK, Lindsay, I'm if we did it. that together, it would be fucking great. <laughs> we need to. We because need to. Netflix goes needs to pay for together. this trip. 
<laughs> There's always a third re- wheel on every date. You're yeah. just always with each other. Yeah, I'll I'll have fun in London while you're on your date, and you know I'll keep I'll get an international plan, keep my cell phone on in case he turns out to be a murderer because some people mm. do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, he's adorable. Oh, you just left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So we're going to Kentucky and London. Here we go. Into it. Okay. Is it time for trivia? Uh, do, do we have a show today? Or we, we have a guest? Oh, what, yeah. what are we even oh, doing yeah. here? Yeah, we do. We sure do. We do. Ah, let's just we keep do. this shit on the rails. Oh, Lindsay, you want to tell them about it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. We have a great guest today. I'm very excited. From IkeaHackers.net. We have Jules, who is going to tell us how to hack Ikea into being the coolest, fanciest shit you can put in your room. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we were doing Ikea hackers. Yeah, what did I say? No, I thought you were talking about, like, people who would hack into Ikea servers and, like, steal <laughs> their data and their and the crypto. No, Matt, We're actually that talking about people fuck. whose, like, their careers are really washed up. And so <laughs> they used to work at Ikea and now they just yeah. work at uh, the furniture section in Target. They're Ikea yeah. hacks. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's what we're doing today. Okay, mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. misled and I feel, uh, I feel, feel bad, bad about that. Don't okay. feel bad. You know, we did cover that actually in our Darknet Diaries episode. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So, Jack says hi, by the way. I, I am collaborating with him on a few little little videos here and ooh, there. And so he's, he's a cool, ooh, he's, he's, he's the cool. easiest dude to work with. He's so chill and he's so brilliant. And so, uh, yeah, Jack's yeah. a good guy from Darknet Diaries. Check, it, check out his podcast if you can. It's That's wonderful. exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah, those stories were wild. Um, but anyway, so today we're looking at Ikea furniture and meatballs. And meatballs. Mm-hmm. Allie, you're always looking for the meatballs in any situation. <laughs> I'm always looking for that meat. No, guys, I'm like an accidental vegan now, and it's upsetting, and I'm unbearable. Why Here's are the you an accidental vegan? <laughs> okay, because I've been reducing my meat because of global warming, so I've been pretty much not eating meat. And then I'm lactose intolerant, so... There's that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I just found out I have high cholesterol, so I have to cut eggs. So now I'm like an accidental oh, no. vegan. That stinks. Oh, no. I know. I'm going to lose all of my friends. Bye. I've been making fun no, of I'm vegans for years. <laughs> and now I'm, still e- I'm still eating some fish, so I'm okay. But. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Fish is good for all yeah. that stuff. Can I call my band Accidental Vegan? Or have you trademarked it? Accidental Vegan. Now all my friends hate me. That's the full title of the, <laughs> that's a, that, that's the of album. the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. I'm sorry that you're a vegan, but uh, it is it's still good for the world, I suppose. I'm not I don't sorry know. you're a vegan. You're going to be fine. Veganism is all the rage. Is it? Oh, yeah, that does sucks. That yeah, sucks. I'm that, sure there's yeah, a yeah, fake yeah, yeah. egg somewhere that tastes amazing. Gross. Right. I'm sorry you can't eat eggs, but at least we solved climate change. So that's good. That's yeah. a fair That'd be trade. Cool, but we haven't. So that's the thing. Oh, oh shit. All right. Sorry. <laughs> but if yeah. more people become accidental vegans like you, yeah. we can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, you heard it here and ready for trivia. <laughs> Trivia. Today's episode is about IKEA hacking. We all know and love IKEA and their products and their Swedish minimalist aesthetics. But did you know that the name IKEA is not really a word, but an acronym made up of four Swedish words starting with the letters I, K, E, and A? Today's trivia. Mm. 
What do the letters stand for? I have three choices. Are you ready? Something in yeah. Swedish. I don't mm. speak Swedish. I'm not going to give you the words. I'm just going to give you the concepts, and you got to choose what 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 the, what's going on here. Okay, got it. Okay. A. IKEA was started in a tiny furniture workshop in Almholt, Sweden, and the letters stand for the names of the four streets uh, that intersect mm. at the workshop's entrance. That is choice A. Okay. Choice okay. B. IKEA stands for the first names of the founders' four daughters. So IKEA daughters' names. Interestingly, he also has one son who is not included in the acronym. <laughs> Feminism. C. Is he also cut out of the will? Because that's serious. <laughs> <laughs> C. IKEA is named after the first and last initials of the founder himself, plus the farm he grew up on. Plus, a nearby village. Well, that I'm one's gonna go with so C. stupid. Yeah, that <laughs> one's so dumb. It has to be it, right? Um, but in a tradition of never choosing the same thing as Allie. Ooh, we already have traditions. I like it. You know, it's it's a thing. I'm going to choose A. The streets. Yeah. All no, right. you know what? I'm going to choose B because. He left. If he 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 left the sun out, which is very funny. That's what I want yeah. to be true. Okay, yeah. you want you want the comedy there. Yeah, I, I agree. also want to know what the sun did to be left out. Right. I think he was just born later. Maybe IKEA had started <laughs> oh. becoming a thing. Oh, mm-hmm. oh that's very logical. You know? mm, second yeah. marriage. Yeah, yeah. The last kid. <gasps> second yeah. marriage. Oh no. I don't know. Mm? I want Matt everybody just to introduced a lot of scandal. Yeah. Mm? All right, we'll find out what IKEA stands for after this commercial break. Hello, thank you so much Hello. for contributing to our Patreon at the $10 or more level. This is my Swedish accent. How am I doing? I don't know. I think you just make a singy songy sound and you do very well. <laughs> so pay- patreon.com to slash 2G1P. Thank you to Wesley Cordell. And Jerry Duran. Mine's French, now I'm French. Jessica Fox. Kathy Phillips. <laughs> Matthew Scott. Melissa Elliott. And William. Und Thank William. you so much. <laughs> Und William. How is it any different from the German? What do you think? Is, how is my accent? Do you like it? I think you sound very German. I think we are hired now for things. I don't know. If you want us to do your voiceover for Swedish accents, please contact us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. And if you are Swedish or German, and this is very offensive to you, my apologies. We're so sorry. <laughs> From the Genius Bar for the rest of us, Craigslist. Sup? My name's Mike. I got an iPhone 12 unlocked for sale. Give me a call for info on it. Also, if you want some blower hard, shoot me a ring. What is hard? <laughs> what is hard? Is he saying if you want some blow or my hard dick? Like, what is mm. if you want some hard? 
I don't know. You know, it's hard to know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got to be his dick. There's no other option. It's got to be. Process yeah, of elimination. That's what I think. It's his dick. It's his penis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be responding to that ad. <laughs> Speaking of hard, this really hard trivia, right, guys? That's right? what he's talking about. He's like, yeah. do you want mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. blow or hard trivia? Very hard trivia about Ikea, which is not a Swedish word unto itself. It's not like a made-up brand name or a concept. It is an an acronym. Mm -hmm. I-K-E-A stands for something. What does it stand for? Nobody chose A, that it was the four intersecting streets in the Swedish Mm -hmm. village where Ikea was founded. Lindsay chose B. That it is the name, uh, the names of his four daughters, not his one son. Mm -hmm, Allie chose mm -hmm. C, founder's initials plus the farm he grew up on plus a nearby village. Are you prepared to learn the correct answer? Yeah, here's the problem, Matt. There's nothing on the line. You never give us prizes. (laughs) There's no stakes. So, like, do I think it's C? Maybe, but I'm sticking with it. Here's what's on the line. Fun. Dignity. I lost mine a long Glory. time ago. <laughs> so you got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, well, I have good news for you. The answer is C. Allie gets it oh. right. And what do I, I get? Knew it. Nothing. Nothing. Dignity I knew comes it was back. C. You get it back. That one's so ridiculous. That had to it's, be it. You know those games that's like, what's what's your porn name? It's your pet and the street you grew up on. <laughs> like that's how this guy named his company. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Ing, okay. Ing, the founder's name is Ingvar Komprad, I-K. Mm-hmm. The farm he grew up on is named, and I, I don't speak Swedish, so get ready. Elmtard? Elmtarid? Okay. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in what your company's names would be, Matt and Lindsay. No, wait. I need to know the village. I need to know <laughs> the village name, too. And the village. And again, I, I, this may not be the village he lived in. It says, this is on ikeaswebsite.com. A nearby village, perhaps one That's that so he silly. enjoyed. It's like how I grew up in Baltimore. If I just like named it DC, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Agunar, Agunard, A G U N N A R Y D. Wow, wow, wow! It's not even yard. I what can't a even crazy pronounce language. It, but, but there you go. <laughs> Love it. There you go. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I think like if you grow up somewhere rural, like. Your farm name is like important to you, but like yeah. where you go to get everything you need is the nearby village. So mm. it, it makes sense. It you makes know? sense. You got to go to the blacksmith. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Our guest is here. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think? Should we interview her? About I think yeah. so. They might Max. as well. You know, cool. we might as well. Coming to us right now is Jules Yap, who runs IkeaHackers.net and has been running said website for 15 years. Welcome to the show, Jules. Thank you. Thank you for having me. IKEA is a very big thing, and it's been a big thing for a while, Mm -hmm. but it's been a big thing for you for 15 years. Can you tell us how IKEA Hackers got started and maybe a little bit about how you figured out it was such a you know, big deal. Well, um, as you mentioned, I started it 15 years ago. It wasn't something I started out uh, with a plan, you know, thinking that this is something I'm going to do. Rather, it started because I, I bought a new place. I had an apartment, a small little apartment that I wanted to furnish. And I end up spending a lot of time at IKEA. 
almost camping out there. <laughs> At the same time, I was also on different home decorating websites and uh, looking for ideas and inspiration on how I should furnish my, my apartment. And um, it was on one of those sites that I saw someone took this pair of sliding doors that were meant for the PAX wardrobe and they used it as a, a room divider. Mm. And so I thought, wow, that's brilliant. How come I've never thought of that? You know, that I always thought that furniture just came as it is. You know, if you bought a, a wardrobe, it's meant to be a wardrobe or a table is meant to be a table. But um, it really opened my eyes and caused me to think that there are different ways of putting things together. You do not always have to follow the manufacturer's manual. Mm -hmm. uh, you can actually add in your own little bit of inspiration, ideas, and turn into something totally different. So with that in mind, I started to Google and search for, you know, I'm wondering whether there are other websites and people who have done similar things. Cool. And uh, after a lot of searching and uh, digging around, and of course, that time, <laughs> at that time, 15 years ago, the term IKEA hacks wasn't a common term. And so, you know, I had to search modifications of IKEA furniture or similar kind of keywords. And um, as a result, I actually found a few different ideas on forums and, and blogs and different websites. And I, I thought it was, it was just brilliant, you know, these ideas. And I was so excited. And I thought, you know, if someone like me, an IKEA fan, found this useful, how I'm sure there are other people out there who would find this interesting as well. And instead of having to go through the whole process of digging them from various sites, why don't I just put them all together? you know, in one place so that someone like me will be able to find them easily. So that was when you would call it the light bulb moment came for me. And so I started a blog spot and I just started to curate all these different kind of hacks that I came across. And, and yeah, basically that was just how it started. And uh, it just grew from there. Wow. I want to sort of get a picture of what exactly it means to hack IKEA and maybe you could describe some of the more popular and successful hacks that people do on the regular. Hacking IKEA um, is really, really broad, actually. It can be something very simple, like changing the hardware of your dresser into some really fancy knobs or adding legs, you know, like a hairpin leg to your coffee table. Those are really popular and easy to do as well. Then you can, you can have hacks that range to the very difficult, uh, as in like you need a lot of skill to do like a, a built-in wardrobe. So where you get your packs wardrobe, the frame, and then you build a whole kind of a wooden structure around it and turn it into a built-in wardrobe. So it can range from that, from something very simple like that, which is uh, even like painting. Painting can be done very successfully and easily. You might get your Billy bookcase in white, but it doesn't quite fit your room decor. So you can paint it into the kind of style that you want or even add just peel and stick wallpaper on it. Mm. You can add wallpaper or you can do a fabric decoupage. So all these different techniques will give you a very different look depending on what is your style and the kind of look that you want to achieve in your IKEA hack. Cool. Jules, what is it that you think makes IKEA furniture in particular, or IKEA anything, so hackable? I think there are a few reasons why IKEA is the product of choice when it comes to hacking. Uh, one, of course, is the price. Mm -hmm. 
you don't want to cut into crate and barrel, right? <laughs> <laughs> or paint over some vintage heirloom piece, right? So IKEA hack is because IKEA furniture is affordable. And secondly, I feel that IKEA themselves is already inbuilt into that system because even as it is, you can mix and match different pieces. You have, you can choose the different knobs, the legs, the doors. Yeah, you got to build it yourself anyway. <laughs> yes, you got to build it yourself. And then they come all in, in loose pieces, right? So yeah, it's easy to cut in two, it's easy to paint. And uh, they have already moved into this, this whole realm where you have to DIY. So hacking is taking it a step further. So yes, the very nature of IKEA, the whole system, makes it easy. And when did you see it really start to take off? Like where a lot of people were visiting the site? I, I know people can submit hacks. So how, how was that growth? I think somewhere around the end of the first year, beginning of the second year, it started to get some traction. And when New York Times did this story on IQ hacks, that was when it really exploded and, and it just went on from there. When did the New York Times story come out? That's been so long. I think 2008, <laughs> 2007, 2008. Oh, wow. That was pretty early on. Okay, so what happened after the New York Times article? After the New York Times article, it just exploded. You know, I had tons of traffic and a lot of interviews to attend to. And uh, there was a lot of uh, submissions and care hacks that came my way as well. It was a very organic tra- growth at that time. And the main thing, I think the impact of that New York Times article was that it became almost mainstream. I wouldn't say it became mainstream at that time, but uh, it became so popular and everyone suddenly knew what IKEA hacking was, right? And uh, it was previously a concept that a lot of people just couldn't get their minds around. But after the article, then they, oh, oh, right. Yeah, you can do something like that to IKEA. A lot of uh, home decorating sites, DIYers, and, and uh, yeah, everybody started to hack IKEA. <laughs> what do you think the first really popular hack that you posted or that you even used was? This is a test of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess, you know, it has been 15 years. So I have another memory test, which is um, can you recite all of IKEA's furniture, all the brands? Because you must have seen it all. <laughs> you know, there's like the Hems, mm-hmm. there's the Malm, you know, how many can you recite? <laughs> oh, and that's a real test. <laughs> mm. The, mm. I, I know the packs, I know the Billy, I know the Malm, the Hemness. Um, the Vitso, Tava. Which items are hacked the most? I think the Billy's book, bookcases are hacked quite often. Okay. Hmm. The lag range, uh, even the Hamners. Uh, packs, of course. Everybody's built-in wardrobe seems to be uh, made from a packs frame. <laughs> a lot of the pine range, like the Eva, very, very popular. And uh, if you're into plants, then you might have seen the glass cabinets, the mouse jaw or something. I'm not sure how to say it. <laughs> the, the, the glass cabinets, yeah, they are very, very popular right now for like an indoor greenhouse. So what are the different ways that users can interact with the site? Of course, they can submit a hack. That is the number one way. Mm-hmm. And we also have different social media like uh, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, Facebook. And we have a Facebook community as well where they can post their questions and other group members can reply and provide input to kind of their projects that are working on or questions they have about uh, some of the products. 
they we try to support one another and through the uh, Facebook group. Yeah, that's the way we help each other. What's the best story you've seen of people helping each other? It's always giving ideas. Like you have a, a certain room or a situation in that you have. Maybe you have a certain concept that you want to achieve, but you're not quite sure what kind of IKEA item will go in there. So you might post an inspiration picture. This is the kind of dresser that I'm looking for, but how do I achieve this look with IKEA? And mm-hmm. the, the other group members might suggest, okay, you can do this with a tava or you can do this with a hemness or a mom, you know, mm. uh, collectively. We brainstorm. That's cool. How many hacks are submitted to you like per day or per week? Looking at the different internet trends right now, I don't think there are that many people who submit hacks via email anymore. So they would post on Facebook or social media or uh, Instagram. So I don't get as many hacks as I used to back in, let's say, 10 years ago, even five years ago. Mm. On average, maybe in a week, I probably get maybe 20. I'm not, not, not a week, maybe in a month, I get about 20. And since your site's been around for so long, mm-hmm. how has the site changed or grown? And how has your maybe interaction with that changed? Uh, we are still focused on IKEA hacks mainly. And there were times when I thought, oh, maybe I should move into different things, you know, wider scope and different home decorating, home tours and, and different kind of ideas and topics. And so I asked my readers, you know, is that something you're interested in? Let's say I do home tours or do other home decorating tips and all that. And it's always a resounding, no, just keep it as IKEA hacks. We come here for IQ hacks. Don't, don't do anything else. Don't do travel. Don't do all that, you know. So it has pretty much remained true to its its uh, its core, uh, which is IKEA hacks, and probably so. Of course, the the way we have changed now is is through the different mediums in which we interact and exchange ideas. So it's not just uh, when I started fifteen years ago, it was just a blog, but now we have social media, you know, and maybe we'll go into some videos as well. Oh, yeah. And pretty soon there'll be VR and people can like see the hack in their space before the hack happens. (laughs) That would be so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have like videos that walk people through how to create the hack? Normally, these kind of videos would be submitted by the uh, hacker. Mm -hmm. So unless they have uh, filmed it, I I would not have. Got it. Personally, I don't hack as much and as frequently as I should, I guess. (laughs) I'm more of a curator rather than expert hacker, I would say. You're the Pinterest for all things IKEA hacking. Yes. (laughs) All right. I'm ready to get into the dirt. All right. So we read that IKEA sent you a cease and desist. What happened? Yes, they did. That was um, a good day. (laughs) So they sent me an email uh, saying that I've infringed on their trademark because I have IKEA in the name and my URL. They told me to stop using that. So that was the, the gist of the email sent by their lawyers. After I consulted with my lawyer, and then they said, oh, you can't fight IKEA. You know, you <laughs> it's best that you just let them have your, your domain. Then I was really, really heartbroken at that point, you know, because it was almost like 10, 10 years later from the time I started mm-hmm. when I received that letter. But I thought, okay. I mean, the I still have my content. I just have to change it into something else, red pack hacks or something like. So when I announced it to the my readers, my community, they really came through for me. They really rose up 
and they got so so mad, you know, at this what <laughs> happened. And uh, they started to write to IKEA saying that, oh, how can you do this? And then you know there was just this big whole uproar. As a result, IKEA they sent me another letter <laughs> and said that, okay, I think we made a mistake. You know, let's talk. Oh, well, that's what I love about them. You know, they are not too so bureaucratic or corporate until they they cannot admit that maybe they made a mistake on this instance. They invited me over to Sweden and I met up with their CEO and I explained to them what IKEA Hackers was all about and what I was really trying to do. And they took me on a tour of the whole IKEA of Sweden and, and introduced me to their designers, Ooh. looked at all the whole process of how they come up with a, a concept for furniture and a household item and brought it to the final production and even the shop floor, how the whole process, you know. So I was just brought through that whole tour. Wow. Yeah, I spent about a few days there. Yeah, they said, okay, you are free to continue <laughs> running IK Hackers. And that's what I've been doing. That is so beautiful. That like couldn't have turned out any better. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Have they tried to employ you? Because I think they should. <laughs> No, they have not tried to employ me. <laughs> but I guess sometimes I feel I work for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though I don't get paid by them, but I feel I work for them, Ikea. Yeah. Not just in running the website, but they are, I, I do get a lot of uh, questions from people. Oh, you know, where do I get this part? You know, I, this thing broke. What should I do? You know, these customer service <laughs> questions. <laughs> so sometimes I, I, I have to attend to those as well. Well, that brings us to an interesting point that we were reading about, that there's actually businesses now that seem to have sprung up that just help supply parts for hacks. Is that true? And can you tell us more about that? There are many businesses now that actually support this whole hacking ecosystem, if you can call it that. So there are people who supply doors or stickers, decals, you know, or furniture feed, you know, the kind of leaks. So... It, it kind of helps the whole IKEA hacking process. It makes it easier, quicker. Not everyone is, you know, so adept with the hacks, right? They can't, not everyone wants to spend that time or that money or the effort to hack something. So these kind of companies, they actually provide um, a solution for those who want to customize their IKEA, but they don't want to go through the, all that work. So yes, there is a whole lot of companies that, that do that now. It's wild. I read somewhere, but I don't, I couldn't figure out if it was true, that IKEA also advertises its own hacks. Is that true? They, they don't actively promote their own hacks, but um, they do encourage hacking. <laughs> though perhaps they always have a disclaimer because, you know, hacking will void your warranty and all that. So they don't actively encourage it, but they realize that it's an important part of the ecosystem to prolong the life cycle of the product so that, you know, there's less waste, that is more sustainable, better use of resources. So they are more actively encouraging hacking at this moment. So we've talked a lot about the furniture and hacking the furniture, but I'm kind of wondering, having spent so much time in Ikea, mm -hmm. on their site, mm -hmm. in and around Ikea, what are your hacks for like the best things in Ikea that are not furniture? 
I thought you were going to ask about the food, Lindsay, and I was with you, but I'm, I support this question as well. Yeah. Things that aren't furniture, including the food. Yeah. Like there's food. There's like, like we all know about the meatballs, but like, what do we not know about? Yeah. There's a whole grocery section there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think a non-furniture thing that is most wi- widely hacked is probably the blue bag. Oh yeah. The, the Ikea bag, right? So that has been transformed to many, many things like what face masks oh like bucket hats uh bucket hats um, and there was this really brilliant bridal dress helper oh wow so you know like a bride when she she's in her wedding gown mm-hmm. if she wants to go to the toilet it's kind of hard because you have this big old dress yeah the big <laughs> dress right so this bag you know you just kind of wear it and then you stuff your skirt into that bag you know it has a hole <laughs> in the bag so you step into the bag and then you you stuff your skirt into the bag and then the handles uh, you put it around your shoulder <gasps> can you imagine that <laughs> oh my gosh and then you can sit on the uh, the toilet <laughs> i wonder how many brides have accidentally peed on their own wedding dress <laughs> so thousands i bet the number's high yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe millions over the years i do want to know about your favorite snack while you're at ikea i'm not sure whether they have it in all over the world but in ikea malaysia i love their curry puffs mm. oh wow yeah. that's amazing so it's, it's like a pastry with potato curry inside. So I love that. That sounds great. Meatballs, mm, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> no? No, not a big fan of their meatballs. <laughs> you heard it here first. I think that's cool, though, that they change the menu based on the country. I'm into it. Yeah. Yes, they change it. What are some of the most creative hacks you've seen where you're like, wow, never saw that coming? Oh, I've seen many, many over the years. I've seen guitars made of kitchen countertop. Okay, that's wild. Wow. Then there is this camera. It's a planter box, but somehow this guy managed to make it into a pinhole camera. It's a film camera, right? Not a digital one. And it's like, yeah, very complicated, but it was, I mean... Who would even think of making a camera out of a planter box? Okay, you know what? I, ha- I have to ask. Everybody, know- my- Lindsay and Matt know this is coming. Have you seen anyone hack sex toys out of Ikea products? <laughs> Actually, yes. Okay. Wow. I've seen once, but I... That makes sense. I did not post it up <laughs> on my site. Okay. Because, yeah. <laughs> but what was it? One was a kind of a bench that you can do some contortion on, on it. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Another was kind of like a vibrator <gasps> using this, um, what is that thing? That coffee whisk. Ah, oh my see, gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was kind of, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Oh my gosh. What about flashlights? Because I think someone has definitely fucked like an Ikea plant hole or pot or something. Like it's happened. Flashlight? What do you mean? <laughs> well, this will be fun. <laughs> I think we could say probably it hasn't happened. No, 
Lindsay, probably it has. Like, think about how many people there are in the world. I mean, rule 34. And how many of them are in love with Ikea? You're right. If it exists, <laughs> there's porn of it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so a fleshlight is when a dude, like, puts something in a tube and then he can fuck the tube. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it hasn't reached my hands then. <laughs> fleshlight. <laughs> What's the most amount of time you have spent trying to turn something from Ikea into something else? Usually it will take a few weeks Mm. at the minimum for me. I like to research a lot, think a lot before I actually start hacking. Mm. A lot of time is spent, you know, measuring, thinking, trying to fit the different pieces together. So at first you might think that, okay, I can do this with a billy. But after you think about it, oh, maybe not. Maybe it's this other bookcase, you know. A lot of this switching around happens in my mind. So I spend a bulk of it just thinking thinking, and researching the different kind of materials or the skill that I need to hack it. And let's say if I need to cut something, you know how to cut it properly and do it right. So I, I learn and how to do certain things like that. You know. And then the actual process might take maybe a week or two weeks you know, if you can work on it every day. Okay. Uh, I have read from some of the people who have sent, sent in their hacks, they spent a few months mm. because they only can work on it on week, weekends. Or... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think is the most useful thing from Ikea? either for hacking purposes or just like the best piece of furniture that they make? Oh, that's a hard question. (laughs) There's so many useful things. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just like a top list then. You know how everyone goes to Ikea and then they want to buy pillow and then they come up with 20 things, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes, that has been me. Yes. (laughs) Because your mind gets tricked into thinking that, oh, I need this, I need that, I need everything. It's so useful. For my top list, I think their bookcases, Billy Bookcase, is one of the best, Mm. uh, very useful. I think their kitchen range is really, really good. I love their kitchen range and the accessories that go with that. The Plaza, they do not have it in the US, but in some countries, the Plaza range, which is a modular wardrobe, is very good in terms of how you can mix and match different pieces to fit even very awkward kind of spaces like sloping ceilings and like uh, be under the stairs and all that. So very useful range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, like um, the lag shelving. All right. Also very useful, you know, if we want to have floating shelves, which is the range. For the outdoor, I like the very functional range called the Hylis, which is just this galvanized steel racking system. So, you know, if you have plants, you have garden tools, very cheap, very useful, you know, and lasts a long time. Those are my favorites. Oh, I love that. I was wondering, during quarantine, did you see a surge in people hacking their IKEA furniture into work-from-home setups? Yes, I did. Absolutely. During this uh, COVID period, I received a lot more hacks for work-from-home situations, you know, like whether it's for a compact desk that they need to fit in somewhere in their home or for their children to do, you know, uh, remote learning. So definitely a lot more desk setups uh, were hacked during this time. And do you have any idea the environmental impact that IKEA hackers has had? Because it seems to me like 
that you've probably helped save a lot of pieces from the landfill because your site inspires people to give it new life, to change it up, to redo it, If you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any idea about the environmental impact? I don't know exactly how many trees I save. You should make it up, you know. <laughs> you should just lean in, you know, because the internet's full of misinformation. <laughs> Why not you, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but there is definitely a, a big impact because there are still hacks from of furniture from way back. You know, all the old range of IKEA items that are discontinued now, but they are still being hacked into something different, something new. So yeah, we saved. I don't know, maybe five hundred thousand bookcases. Mm. <laughs> love it, love it. Lean into those numbers. Great. <laughs> I also love the hacks that I've seen on your site where it's like people hack it to make it look just like fancier. Like they hack an Ikea thing to make it look like it's from Crate and Barrel and I'm into it. Oh, yeah. That's very popular. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of the hacks are just to make it look high end. Right. And it's like you save a thousand dollars and yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, what can I hack for my room? Well, I took my <laughs> Ikea Hemnes dresser, changed the knobs mm-hmm. and just that tiny change, it makes it look so great. Wow. I hate to say it, but I feel like a lot of Ikea hacking is making it look like it's not from Ikea, but yeah, it looks good. <laughs> I think that's the one of the, the... The goals. Yeah, the goals or one of the best compliments that people feel when someone say, oh, you got this from Ikea? You know, they can't believe this is from Ikea. Just by changing something small, whether it's knobs, whether it's legs, it totally elevates the piece. So yes, just small touches. Yeah, Ikea is so ubiquitous that, yeah, I can walk into someone's room and know exactly what's from Ikea. (laughs) Mm, That's true. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I changed the knobs and no one knows. (laughs) Maybe my friends are dumb. Time will tell. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we wish you the best of luck as Ikea Hackers continues to grow. Thank you. Yes, I'm quite sure he will continue to grow. It's so interesting how Ikea does have, first of all, global domination. You know, people always think that it's the Jews behind everything, like global Mm. domination by the Jews, but it's actually... But it's the Swedes. Yes, exactly. That is factual. Through Ikea. I mean, they are now in all of our homes. Everyone's like, oh my God, like our technology is listening to us. Like, no, every home in the world has an Ikea product in it. Think about it. The microchips are there. But are there the microphones in the furniture? Let's the yes, start absolutely. conspiracy theories about IKEA. You heard it here. All the furniture is microchipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it also once you it, it makes you magnetic. Microchipped? Like in case you, you lose it, you can find it? <laughs> no, like it's I don't know. I don't <laughs> no know man how the microchips to work. Listen. They're listening. It's listening. IKEA is listening to us. So that Sweden can rule the world. That's what's happening. Yep. Um So you heard it here. Glad we could break this news. The internet. Remember how the internet was for porn? The internet is now for misinformation. That's what it's for. And surveillance. Well, if you think about it, most porn is misinformation. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're paying for it. (laughs) That was very good. I love Ikea. And I mean, Allie's been in my room. There's never been a place that needs more Ikea hacking than my room. Um. I feel so like you just need to hack some storage systems. That's what that's my assessment. You I know? feel like I need someone willing to just throw half of my things away without me being here. I tried, but you were there, so it was harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like you can't really ask someone to do it without you when it's the level of my room. 
Matt, you'll never know what my room looks like, but it's scary. Right. But I did come over and we literally tried to do that. I was like, <laughs> let's donate donate this. Let's donate. And that was a like, low-key burn. Allie's like, I think you just need a storage solution to get your fucking shit together, man. No, Lindsay yeah, said no, it. It's she not, was like, someone no. needs to come throw out half my shit. And I was like, I came <laughs> yeah. over to try to help you do that. We donated quite a bit. No, I think the thing is, I need someone to do it without me being there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean? I'll do like, it if you, you give can me tell full... what I haven't worn because you're friends with me. You're like, I haven't right. seen this bitch in this for mm-hmm. eight That's years. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like, no, I mean, if you give me permission, I'll come over. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. But then you oh can't be gosh. mad at me I when just I throw out your favorite dodgeball t-shirt it would have to be like i'm in the kitchen i'm cooking a meal for us and then you just leave you just take all the stuff Mm -hmm. out i'm not here at all i'm not looking i don't know what you're doing you take it out the food after that you get to eat the food after the 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 payoff is like you you can go through whatever you want to go through and be like you're never gonna wear this and i'll never see it i'll never even know it's gone it's actually funny the amount that you won't know because you don't yeah. actually wear it. Right, I would love right. to not know. That brings me to a, something we kind of touched upon, but I love the environmental implications of hacking furniture, donating clothes. Like, I just don't know that anyone should be buying anything new at this juncture in mm, human history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, anything yeah. you want, even if it's fancy, you can find it secondhand. <laughs> I just think, like, way too much is mass produced at this point. Yeah, yeah you're mm-hmm, not wrong. Mm-hmm. So my point is that when I take Lindsay's clothes, I'm going to take them to my house and hack them, (laughs) make new clothes for myself. Genius. I love the story Jules told about the cease and desist. I'm so glad you asked about it because I I observe there's two kinds of fandom relationships going on on the internet. And one is, hey, you want to, you want to talk about our stuff and make videos of our stuff and and hack our stuff, like have fun. And then there's other companies who are like, you may not mention our name, do not share this, you know, lock it down, cease and desist. And I'm so glad Ikea came around and, and understood that like, oh, this is a community of people who love our products. Why would we shut it down? It's, it's basically free marketing. And so, you know, they turn that around into a tour and meet the designers. That was that was lovely. I'm I'm glad it ended that way. Yeah, that's great. I think they should hire her though. Like you were saying, no, Allie, I was like, this is dumb that they haven't hired her yet. But the whole thing kind of reminded me of our sneakerheads interview, right? Like the idea that there is this secondary market that's huge, mm-hmm. and that by yeah. not shutting it down, it actually becomes its own marketing tool in a way, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Acknowledging that the marketing and the community outweighs the idea that like, hey, these people are not buying our new products. They're just recycling our old products and we're not benefiting from that. Well, hopefully in the long run, the culture and the fandom of Ikea remedies that and you you continue to make the money that you make, even though these people are not buying new stuff all the time. I, I think smarter companies realize those trade-offs are are in their favor. Yeah. Because yeah. also if as they grow older and want to upgrade their stuff, they're actually continuing to just be like, ah, I could redesign this bookcase from Ikea. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think I think it's more likely that Ikea hacks steal customers from fancier brands. Because as she was saying, like the greatest yeah. compliment is when people are like, oh, it doesn't even look like it's from Ikea. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And you're saving so, so much money. Uh, you're, you're getting something so nice. Uh, you just got to put in the work. Not everyone's handy. Right. I feel like, yeah, quarantine, everyone got into home 
repair or some in some form. So I wish it was me. <laughs> <laughs> what was your quarantine activity, Lindsay? Like, did you bake bread or what was your thing? You know what? Honestly, I did a lot of the stuff. I baked bread. I learned, you know, I had a sourdough starter. I called it my Tamagotchi. And then just like all my other Tamagotchis, it died. Um, And then I bought a ukulele and I started learning how to do that. I still only know one full song on the ukulele. Sounds familiar. I did dance workouts on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's a thing I should have done. Because my body's been yeah. weird since quarantine because oh, of not there's a working whole lot out more for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to buy a dress for a wedding, and I literally bought it in a size I'd never even considered before in my entire life. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I think I gained weight very evenly, though. I think there's like an even distribution across, like my entire body just grew by like a centimeter hours. You know what I mean? Mm, mm, Because like mm, my clothes were tight even in the calves. Like what? Who gains weight in their calves? (laughs) You know? Including the hair. The hair was one exactly one centimeter longer by the time quarantine was done. Uh, My hair is a lot longer than a centimeter. (laughs) (laughs) I grow like a fucking Um, chia pet. I recently got, um, Added as a partner to a Peloton account. I do not have oh. the bike, but I am planning I know, to do all of their like camps. workouts. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start one today. Yeah, they're intense. <laughs> They'll make you want to check kill in yourself. with me next week yeah. and see how much I if you're how still much standing. I admitted. Yeah, yeah. I find it interesting how it's like. I don't know anyone who is the owner of all of their accounts. You know. Why would you do that? Yeah, it no, just doesn't make waste. financial sense. It's a waste. In fact, you and I haven't really discussed this. There are some accounts I need if we could sidebar on that later. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I have one to offer you, you know, but I I'm think so that ready. I'm looking to add some ladies to my family plan. Are there any communities for account sharing? Everyone's <gasps> pooling their Netflix and Pelotons and. What, I think what we got to keep that on the low, low, though. You can't I mean, like, that, do yeah, it. That's super because it's, it's not allowed. You. Yeah. Yeah. You trade it with your family and friends and that's a, that's a given, but like, it's like, I have Disney plus and I don't want to pay for Netflix and I don't have anyone in my family who has Netflix. I got you. So is there a, is there a swap that can happen through Discord yeah, or no, Facebook? Yeah, no, I'm that would get shut down. That would get yeah, shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of my friends, it's like they have a full family and then they have like me as a profile on their Disney plus. It makes me real happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, you also shared um, family portraits. You just joined a fam, like a mom, a dad, and a, and a child. And then Allie is just joining the, the Sears portrait as and well. Did you not reason. love it? I, I <laughs> absolutely so loved jealous. it. I'm so jealous. You looked yeah. great. I, it was also so is- fun. I laughed. We were crying. We were laughing so hard. <laughs> okay, so just to fill people in, there is this tiny little place in LA. It's a hole in the wall. I mean, the whole studio is like, uh, I'm, I don't know, 10 by 10, 8 by 8. I mean, it's a tiny little studio. And this guy has all these backdrops. And he's been doing his thing since the 90s. And he takes awkward family photos, like the classic awkward photos that are like memes. And I don't know that he knows that they're awkward family photos, but he's been doing <laughs> it for like 30 years. And some, it's like come back around. You know what I mean? Like some celebrity blew him out of the water. He was just like doing his thing for 35 years or whatever. And some celebrity came in and now people are lining up down the block 
It's amazing. And so my good friends from college who Lindsay knows as well, they have a little kid who's adorable. And they we had plans last Sunday and they were like, we're thinking we want to go to Tom's one hour photo. That's what it's called. <laughs> and take family photos. Are, are you in? And I was like, are you inviting me into your family photo? Because yes, yes. <laughs> and that if you guys go to What's my What's really funny is that yeah. both of the parents of this family <laughs> have siblings Allie's age. And it's like funny that Allie is the one that's in the family. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we want to take these ridiculous family photos. You want to come? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Like, first of all, I feel so loved. And second of all, these photos are going to be hilarious. And in the in the realm of awkward family photos, it's so funny to have this random other person there that doesn't fit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it just the, the adopted it, child. If you yeah, will. it's just like on brand or the sister wife. Like, <laughs> so if you'd like to check out those photos, my Instagram is at. Allie underscore Goldie, just like on all social media. And you can find Lindsay at the Lindsay life, T-H-E-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-L-I-F-E across all platforms. And if you'd like to contribute, please do patreon.com slash 2G1P. Any contribution helps so much. It really does. So if you've been enjoying this show for some time or if you're loving our new host, Lindsay, Check out patreon.com slash 2G1P. You can just give a dollar a month, $5, 10, whatever floats your boat. Um, And you can also leave us a voicemail. And that number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. Or you can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. That's where we're accepting your applications for husbands. So don't forget about that. And I think that's everything. Did I miss anything? No. Fantastic. All right. We'll see you next time. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Lindsay Ford and Allison Goldberg. Then shipped to you in a flat pack box. Ready for assembly. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing by Avital Ayler. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Sup!